Hey everyone, welcome to Mark My Words, the only podcast for independent paint and hardware retailers. I'm your host, Mark Lipton. Thank you very much for joining me today. Hey everybody, uh, anybody who spent any time in a paint store knows that, that selling paint uh, is what comes last. Selling paint is what comes last after the customer picks the color. And so color is where this journey begins. Color is what's on the mind of, of just about all of your customers, even if your business is uh, uh, you know, mostly a commercial business, mostly you're dealing with painters. Still, those painters uh, are, are buying the products that they need from you based on colors that other people uh, have told them. So uh, color decisions are being made in your market all the time and they're driving paint sales in your stores uh, all the time. And so I wanted to spend a little time talking about that somewhat. And so uh, I've got a really cool guest today. Lori Sawaya uh, is a color strategist and and she actually founded uh, a website called thelandofcolor.com. And, and she's got another website, uh, campchroma.com, where she teaches people how to be color experts in their uh, in their lives. And, and for her, it's a little bit different for her. That is her career. Uh, so for her, this is something that, that she does as a money-making center for her. But I wanted you guys to hear this because if you're an independent retailer, uh, somebody trained in her processes can make money for your stores and they can do it in one of any any one of a number of ways, but ultimately they want to do one of two things. They want to differentiate. You want to use them to differentiate your stores from the other competitors in the market as true experts in color, not just by saying, oh, we have the best color system. We have, you know, the Benjamin Moore color system or the C2 color system, which everybody knows these are the best, but that's the brand that you are representing. That's not you. The actual expertise part, that's you. That's the local independent retailer. And, and so what Laurie is talking about is how to make yourselves, either individually if you work in a small store, uh, one or, if you have one or two stores, or your design people if you have a larger group of stores, how do you make them the expert in color that people in your town or city will seek out. And so Lori's got some answers to some of those questions. She's really interesting to listen to. So uh, give her a listen and I hope you enjoy. Hey everyone, thanks for tuning in today. This is Mark uh, you're on the Mark My Words podcast. Today I'm here with Lori Sawaya. Lori is a color strategist from thelandofcolor.com. Lori, how are you today? Very good, thank you, Mark. And, and thanks for being on my show today. I appreciate it. Uh, you and I had a really cool conversation two or three days ago where we really got into uh, uh, what it is that, that you're doing on your website, thelandofcolor.com, and, and also another website that you had. And so I'd like right. to talk to you a little bit about, you know, with the, with the microphone recording, a little bit about what it is that you're up to. Why don't you start by giving us a, a little bit of your history in the business and how you got to where you are and then tell us what you're doing at the landofcolor.com. Okay. Well, I started out as a graphic designer and I specialized in color management, which is basically how do you get what you see on your screen to print out on a piece of paper. And after a while, I just could not make one more trifold 
brochure. <laughs> if, I had to, if I had to design one more business card billboard or a trifold brochure, I was going to lose my mind. So I, you know, just kind of brainstormed about what else can I do with what I know how to do. And at the top of the list was color. So that's when I decided to get off the page with color and into architectural color design. And this is, this is your own business, right? You've started this business. Correct, in 2004. Right. And so tell me now, you're on your own. What is it that you're doing on thelandofcolor.com? Well, when I started out in 2004, I started painting houses virtually. People would send me a photo of their house, and then I would paint it in different colors, and then I would send them back the paint schedule. So we've been doing color virtually for 16, 17 years at this point. And that's, you know, I've taken breaks in between to develop other things and pursue other things. And um, I always have my color consultation packages available on my website. Those have evolved over the years. Right. <laughs> and we, um, I also do on-site consultations here uh, in Phoenix and the Scottsdale area in particular. So it's, it's a mix of specifying color. If you can paint it, I can tell you what color to paint it. Right. And, uh, you know, we work virtually and on site. And of course, the virtual business has uh, picked up quite a bit. Right. And that's <laughs> and, what uh, got you and I speaking. I've seen some of your posts on LinkedIn and we had been in touch before. Right. And you had mentioned, uh, like everything else in the world right now, if it seems like the only people with money are sitting on their couches. <laughs> yeah. Right. And uh, people have always shopped for color online. They have always researched different paint colors and the attributes online. That hasn't really changed. It's just that they're doing it more. Right. And so tell me a little bit about uh, uh, what exactly is the process. So somebody is sitting on the couch one night. I mean, I don't want to say it's me, but in their beer, in their underwear with a beer. beer. And, and, and they're thinking, uh, uh, we, we want to paint the outside of their house. How do they go about uh, finding you? What I guess what what consumers what are consumers thinking that they need somebody like you versus picking it themselves? Is it just that they feel overwhelmed? Yeah, it's you know it's an overwhelm of color choices, and uh, in particular, for example, right now the color of white is really hot, right. and there are so many different colors of white to choose from. And you know once they start going down that rabbit hole, they usually end up on my site one way or in another. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, I have a, another website called campchroma.com and I have a colorography lab uh, on there and we make infographics for paint colors and those infographics map out a color's hue, value, chroma, and LRV. So when people are looking for information on color online, they're looking for those details because they're like, well, I love Revere Pewter, but I would like something lighter than right. Revere Pewter. Right. And you know, we have that information. And so one of the things that I loved about uh, uh, this, that I love about this work that you're talking about, I read recently, maybe a few days or a week ago, uh, something that you had put up on LinkedIn uh, on this uh, uh, on this very topic. And one of the things that I've always struggled with in, in my stores, and I had uh, two of them for my career before I started doing this, uh, uh, one of them I always struggled with was trying to explain to the consumer that yes, the paint manufacturer did make these two colors and yes, they are different, but when you put them on your wall or when you put them on your house, you may be overthinking it because they're not going to be different in terms of how they appear to you. And and you you wrote a piece about that regarding two Sherwin-Williams colors uh, just recently. Why don't you talk a little bit about that? 
Yeah, there's, you can go too far with the analysis. There's a point where you just have to say, this is the general information and it's the essence of the color that I want to understand. You don't really have to peel too far down into the, you know, minutia of, you know, the per atom right. of every paint color. So you can, right. it can be taken too far. So I like to remind people that we can't color by the numbers alone, but it's very helpful to be able to compare color attributes in order to zero in on the color that you're looking for. And when you use color data values, you can do that a lot faster and a lot more efficiently than flipping through a fan deck or a stack of paint chips because there really is no logic to those color tools anyway. Right. And how they're sorted is, is sort of a disaster. That's like an industry, uh, you know, secret that nobody likes to talk about, but they're very poorly sorted. Well, you know, everybody has their own idea because color is so subjective and so few people understand color data values and how it's possible to really bring order and organization to a color collection. And so that's what we see in those fan decks. But it's okay. I mean, if you're a color professional, if you're a color expert and you understand how to navigate color based on key attributes, you know, it doesn't matter. I can work with any fan deck. I can, you know, any color display. It's not a challenge for me. Right. And so let's let's make it simple then because I know a lot of times we throw around terms that people get nervous just by hearing the scientific terms, uh, hue and light reflective value. A lot of times that turns uh, some people off, but retailers are all about color. And so how can we uh, sort of describe this process uh, that you're taking people through almost from a from a paint dealer's perspective? Like what is the experience that that the customer selecting color is going through to help that help the paint retailer understand what their customer is going through? Well, there's actually a lot of comfort to be derived in using proper terminology, because when you have the proper terminology and the correct descriptive word for the part of color that you want to talk about or that, you know, you want to zero in on and manage, the correct terminology is a lifesaver. <laughs> you know, it makes it, that's what makes you a professional is that you understand those, those terms and you're able to make it simpler for someone else to understand. You can literally show them and by using the correct words, it helps them understand it quicker and better as opposed to I, I've, I've my experiences. If you try to dumb it down too far, then it just makes it more chaotic and more confusing. It's really worth it to invest in the proper terminology. And then you have a framework to work from and you can keep going back to the same terms and it's consistent and there's success and consistency. It's a system and a process then. Right, and so what are those terms then that, that you would want every paint retailer to know to be able to uh, help uh, manage their, their customer's color selection process with them? Right, and you know, it's really not even that difficult. There, there is only four. It's hue, value, chroma, and LRV. And LRV is already published in every fan deck anyway, so that's one that most people are familiar with. Light so reflective really value, correct? LRV, light reflectance value. Yeah. Yeah, you got it. Yep, I got <laughs> so, it. That's one. Yeah, that's one. One down. There's only three more to go. Exactly. And LRV is already in every fan deck and on the back of a lot of paint chips. So there's only three more to go. And so and, can you quickly tell us before we go on to those three, what we, we know what LRV stands for, but what is that actually? 
it tells you how much light a color reflects and conversely how much it absorbs. And that can be really, that's a handy metric to utilize and apply. Uh, if the room is dim, moderate, or you know, if it has abundant light, that LRV metric can help you navigate to the right color. Like if it's a dim room, you wanna stay with a paint color with an LRV above 50, for example. Right, what is and the then, scale, Lori? Zero to 100. Okay. Yeah, zero is black, 100 is white. Okay, gotcha. And the, the, the average light reflectance value strata for an interior is about 55 or 60. Okay, and so would you go so far as to say, like, that's your goal? That, that, that's where you would encourage people to uh, be directing their customers towards in most cases? That is the average strata. That's where most people are comfortable. Um, but lately, it's been a little bit higher because white is a lot more reflective. So we're talking around, you know, maybe a light reflectance value of 70 or 80. Right. And that's because of new trends in color, you're saying, uh, that people Correct. are just people are just finding whites and off-whites more suitable to their tastes. It's just, you know, their tastes have gotten a, light, uh, a lot brighter. And that's a really good point about trends because once you understand this framework, the color DNA and how color really works, it doesn't matter what trend is in or out. It's just like the Fandex and color chips. It doesn't matter because the framework is the framework and it can be superimposed and applied to whatever situation you have to manage. Right. And so let's talk about uh, the other three. Chroma was the next one on the list. Right. A lot of people, this, this attribute of color or this dimension of color, a lot of people refer to it as clean or dirty. And we can actually quantify that and, and illustrate it on a scale. How clean is a color? How dirty does a color look? Is this zero to a hundred as well? Um, chrome is a little bit, um, not, not quite as clear cut because it depends on the hue and the maximum chromaticity value dif differs based on the hue family. Gotcha. Uh, some colors are brighter than others and some colors aren't as bright. So it's really not that complicated because we're, we're usually working with a chroma value under one anyway. Mm -hmm. So, um, Lower chroma colors are the more neutral colors, and the higher chroma colors are the more vivid colors, right? More colorful colors, right? So that's a, it's a it's a way to actually illustrate and quantify that clean and dirty concept that uh, doesn't exist now. There's not a system or a process to manage that, right? And and so let's move on to hue and value. Uh, hue, I think, should be fairly easy. We think we all know that. I'll I'll let you make a better definition than I could make, but I certainly know what the term means. Right, every single color, every white, every color of white, every color of gray, every near neutral, every single color, even black, belongs to a hue family. And once you understand what hue family a color belongs to, then you can figure out color harmony because color harmony is based on color relationships. And so color relationships, color family, that all kind of goes together and makes sense. And that's exactly what it is. When colors relate, there's color harmony. So even understanding the, or knowing the hue family for near neutrals is super helpful because you don't have to shuffle paint chips or compare it against a white board trying to figure out what hue family it belongs to, right? right? You, can, you can just look it up because it's part of the attributes. Right. So tell me about this last one, value. 
Value informs us about the lightness of a color. It tells us how light or dark a color can look in the space. And that's another really good, powerful metric to have, especially if your client currently is living with a color that they feel is too dark. Super simple. You figure out what the value is, and now you know, I don't want to go any darker than the current color. So every color has a value, and a, a color on a on, in the pink family and a color in the yellow family at the same depth would have a similar value is what you're saying. That's entirely possible. Right. And all colors, colors that have the same value go together because that's a thread of harmony. Colors that have the same chroma go together because that's another thread of harmony. And that's the beauty of this framework is not only can you use it to define and describe color, but then you can take it another step farther and apply it and it will help you with figuring out what colors go together. And it can actually show you or give you ideas or inspire you about color combinations that you might not have thought of on your own. Right. And it's interesting because so many times as uh, paint retailers, we're looked to as real experts in color and we're uh, the consumers that come into our stores. They ask us for that assistance. And some of us have a nice eye for color. I was always decent at matching colors using the tip machine, but that's not the same as uh, understanding the, the sort of the journey of color and helping people right. select color. And so your system uh, makes it very easy to, to do that. And I can see some advantages to having just some of this basic knowledge standing at the counter. Yeah, it's a framework. That's what we call it. It's not prescriptive. You know, like I said before, we don't, we don't color by the numbers alone. Um, it's a supportive framework for the creative eye. And if you have a creative eye, that's great, but you don't always have a lot of time. Creativity can take time. Right. And when you're standing in somebody's house or when you have a log, you know, on your schedule of 10 or 15 virtual color clients right. to get done and out in a day, you don't always have the luxury of just, you know, trading out color chips and just saying, oh, that looks pretty. Oh, I love that. Oh, let's look at something else. You got to get it done. Right. And if, if you don't have a system and a process to get it done, then you don't have a business. Right. And it's interesting because I'm speaking to a lot of paint retailers right now, and, and a lot of them are just coming back to life after COVID has affected, you know, their areas. It moves around, uh, pardon me, it moves around the country. And the last part of this, uh, as they've started opening up again, the last part of this has really been the decorating and the design departments. They've yet to really figure out how to engage those employees back in their business with so many of their customers just sitting on the couch. And, and so that's why I loved our phone call the other day, because this really is a, a methodology that a retailer can use to offer services to uh, their consumers that are in touch with them online uh, that will help sell more paint, right? That's correct. And they absolutely can. In fact, um, we really didn't have to restructure or pivot for COVID because we already had our processes in place for really contact no contact service. Right. I have a white I have a white glove service where my clients can leave their samples that they're uh, thinking about choosing or that they've already chosen for their remodel on their porch, and we drive by and they don't even have to be home. And you know we grab the samples off the porch. I flip down my tailgate. I measure them. I use uh, the the ultra portable color measurement devices like Color Muse. Right. And uh, specifically a Spectro One. 
take the color measurements for all of those elements and take pictures. And then I go home and I develop the color strategy from home. And then the rest is handled email. And that's for my uh, local clients and right. for my virtual clients, they buy a color muse because it's only 60 bucks. Right. Right. <laughs> right. I remember the first of those were 30 years ago, they were $10,000 and you could barely fit it in the trunk of your car. Yeah, and they still make those, right? right they still right. have those those big boys there in the color labs. Right, and I'm sure, right, I was going to say, I'm sure Benjamin Moore, Pittsburgh, and Sherwin-Williams all have one, but beyond that, it's not something yeah. your average paint store needs. Not practical, but the ultra-portable devices were really a game-changer for me um, when they came out in 2014 because I immediately recognized that this was something um, that I could implement without me having to be there, right? So if my client has the device, it's the same as boots on the ground is what I say, because they measure the important fixed finishes, the important elements in the space, and then they just email me the color data values, and we go from there. And then right. um, for an extra level of service, if they choose it, I can send the large color chips to them, right? or they can go to their local paint store and pick up the samples and chips themselves, which has been great with COVID because it's been drive up service. And so right. my clients just take their phone and they open their email and they say, this is what I need. And so this is a service that you're charging for. And one of the things that's interesting to me about it is that this is a service that uh, dealers can give away as an incentive to bring customers in. You wouldn't want to give away the service necessarily because you're doing some, you know, obviously some amount of work involved here. But imagine if you were a retailer who had one or two employees trained in this system and and listen, we charge $100 to have our, our person do this for you, but we'll take $100 off of your very first order, right? right. There's so many different ways you can work it. Um, right. And so you know, what you're doing is just fee-based, right? Your customers, you're not in, involved with a paint store, correct? They're just paying that's you. That's a really good, a really good question, and it's really something to talk about because no, um, I don't do paint. Right? I'm right. not a paint expert. Right. I rely on my independent paint stores and my local paint stores for their expertise in uh, product recommendations. Right. That's, and painters, I never tell a painter what to buy. Right. <laughs> um, I, we try to stick with the brand, the home brand that the colors um, are made in, you know, the home collection, because crossing brands just, you know, doesn't always work out so well. But on any given on any given day for my virtual clients, you know, I sell hundreds of gallons of paint per day, right. but I'm not the one buying the paint. So I really don't have any documentation for the volume. Right. And it's interesting to me, though, because if if a retailer is looking for an opportunity to sell more paint through their design department, it sounds like you've done that. Uh, the only difference is you're you're not selling the paint, but somebody is is buying a lot of paint based on the work that you're doing. Exactly. Yeah. We're kind of like at the top of that food chain. Right. And, you know. It, it kind of rolls downhill and every, it, you know, whether it's on site or virtually, we end up in the paint store. That's the final destination. Right. That's what everybody, right. That's the reason why they paid you is because they want to hear what color you want to put into their can of paint. Yeah. And, you know, we have, a, in, like I tell my students in Camp Crema, we, we have a lot of responsibility and a lot of influence as far as what our clients purchase. So that's also something to keep in mind. You know, if, you know, there's, there's a whole conversation there too. Right. Um, 
you have to believe in, you know, you, I don't want to specify colors from a brand that I don't believe in right. that I know doesn't have quality product. So there is a lot of uh, paint expertise to know. You don't have to know everything, but you need to know enough about the top tiers and that kind of thing. Right. And so you had mentioned uh, a moment ago, this Camp Chroma, is that the training that you and I were speaking about on the phone the other day? Right. I train designers um, on the science of color and how to practically apply it to specifying color. And and, and so uh, let me interrupt you for one second, sure. just to tell the dealers listening, uh, this was a, a part of a conversation that Lori and I had had as prep for this. This is, in my opinion, if, if you're listening to this and you have a store, this is, in my opinion, an outstanding opportunity to uh uh, make your designers uh, more of a profit center for you. So I really want you to uh, focus on, not too much pressure, Lori, but I really want you to focus on what Lori's about to say here. Okay, it's uh, it's an elite level of color expertise is what I teach in my course. And it's only 16 to 18 hours. So I've had students complete the course in a weekend. They've just powered through it and it's lifetime access. So they can keep coming back to the information. But I teach them about the things that they've already seen working in the paint store. I teach them about C-Lab values and the C-Lab diagram and the chromaticity chart that kind of looks like a horseshoe or a tongue with all the colors in it. Right. You know, they've, you know, the, the people who have worked in a paint store that take my class see these things. And it's like, I've seen that before and I've always wondered what it was. Yep. <laughs> and hey, 30, 30 years in a paint store, I, I have those exact problems, right? Well, we can use all of those those diagrams and all of that science to make specifying color more efficient and more accurate. You can get color, it helps you get color right easier, right? right? It's just it's a system, it's a process, and it's already there, and they're not taking advantage of it. And it's so simple to learn, and from the outside, it looks so sciencey and so complicated. But we've distilled it down into plain English that so it's not so overwhelming and intimidating right and when i explain and show people how it works how the framework works and how you can apply it to what you do every day and incorporate it into your color design workflow everyone is always blown away after lesson one they can't believe that it's that simple it's like, right. are you kidding me that's all there is to it and so who is taking this class right now Who's your target consumer? Is it a, a DIY? Is it a paint store who's got three employees? Who are you trying to reach? Right. Um, interior designers, color consultants, home stagers. I, I do have a couple of people who have worked in paint stores and currently do work in paint stores that they've invested uh, in themselves on their own. The paint, you know, no one's paying for it but them. Right. And um, it, it's like I said, it's an elite level of color expertise and it helps differentiate them in their market so they can compete. Uh, there's a lot of color consultants out there. There's a lot of color courses out there, but none of them address the science of color. None of them are leveraging the systems that are used to make paint color in the first place to specify color. Right. So that's the big difference. Right. And it sounds to me like uh, uh, somebody who's taken this class is really going to sound like the expert in the room when you're talking color. Is that accurate? That is a thousand percent accurate. Right, <laughs> right. You kind of have to, and we kind of have to be careful not to suck all of their out of the room because, you know, it, it, it's a very powerful thing and you can sound like a know-it-all and 
you know, be a little too obnoxious if you're not careful. Right. Because everybody has a relationship with color and everyone has valuable experiences with color. So, you know, that's a, it's a temperament thing. It's, it's kind of, um, you know, the, the social negotiation with being the expert in the room, you know it, but you don't necessarily need to make sure everybody knows it. I mean, I disagree. People have been telling me I'm arrogant for years and I, I prefer that. And so I just like to be the expert in the room, but I understand what you're saying. Maybe not everybody is Mark Lipton. (laughs) And color is very emotional. You know, that's the other thing. There's a lot of emotional feelings uh, you know, that people have about color. So, you know, it, it takes, you know, you have to have a little finesse with it. Right. You just can't go in there and just, you know, beat everybody over the head with color data values. Well, and here's the thing about color and, and you, you made the point about art and it's a good one. You could, you could know as much as you could possibly know about color. You could be the most steeped in color knowledge that there is. But in the end, if I like this color and you don't, it doesn't matter anymore. It's like art. This is the color I like. That's right. And as a color consultant, uh, there's nothing more rewarding than to be able to use your processes and your systems to help people find that color. Right. And and so uh, uh, back to uh, independent retailers, which is really that's that's the the core consumer listening to this. Uh, let's think about some ways like that retailers can use your process to either streamline their current decorating departments or color consultations, uh, or, or even improve on them so that they can maybe take a free service and charge for it or take a a paid service and, and add a little bit more value because there, there is value to being the color expert in your market. Correct. Oh, absolutely. I mean, it's a way to differentiate yourself and your services in the market. Right. Um, you know, if, if it was easy, everyone would be doing it. Right. And it's not. That's why I emphasize it's an elite level of color knowledge. Right. Because you do have to have some passion and commitment to finish the course and understand it because it is completely different from what everyone thinks about color currently. There's a lot of, you know, undertones, theories, and that's all over the blogs and the designers are talking undertones this and undertones that. But the problem with undertones is that they're subjective. And the students who find their way to me have been down that road and working in a store and pulling out the chips and saying, oh, this is Manchester Tan. It has green undertones. And you have a person standing there going, I don't see any green. When do you right. mean it has green undertones? Right. And the, the, they have the chips that have labels on them that says Manchester tan, green undertones. And how do you, you know, and this is the feedback I've gotten from, from my students is how do I back out of that now? Right. <laughs> right. It says green undertones there, but they don't see green undertones and I have nothing to say. How right. do I explain this? And so we fix that. Right. But so when you, you fix that, you mean you give them the means to answer those difficult questions. We give them the vocabulary right. and the framework to address that. It's like, well, it might, you know, the actual color here in the store, it doesn't look green to you. Factually, we can go over the color data values and I can tell you factually what this color is. And then you can you have the vocabulary and you can articulate the different color perceptions and explain why. Um, but with the current undertones theories that a lot of people are trying to apply to their design workflow, if you don't agree, 
that that's what the color looks like. There's really nowhere to go. Right. And one of the things that I like about talking about color uh, in a paint store uh, is is that oftentimes the conversation becomes about price. And, and so if we talk about color, we're talking about something other than price. And that's important to independent retailers, people who have just spent an hour or two hours with, with a color consultant who they really feel like uh, has, has gotten to the root of the problem or even 15 minutes has gotten to the root of the problem, they're going to be less likely to say $60 is a lot. Can you give it to me for 55 And And right. that, that does make things a little easier at point of sale. Oh, absolutely. And, you know, what's the average, you know, for my average virtual client, we're talking at least 20 gallons of paint, right? right? If it's an exterior, at least 20 gallons. Most interiors anymore are at least 10 or 15 gallons. So, um, you know, the, the cost of the course is, that's what I tell my students, it's like the cost of the course, you're going to recoup that after your first client right. with the fees that we charge. Right. And certainly with paint on top of that, that's that's not hard to do. And it's interesting because you're right. If you're selling the paint, these are generally speaking, not small jobs. People don't call and ask for color consultations when they're painting their kitchen. They call and ask for color consultations when they're painting a whole house or doing an exterior that's going to take 30 or 40 gallons. That's where they want to be careful not to make a mistake. If you're painting a closet, who needs you? Right. And, you know, even a front door, right. I mean, you know, fine paints of Europe, for example, we work with that brand a lot too. Right. You, you don't want to get that one wrong. Right. <laughs> right. Right. For a lot of reasons, right. you don't want to get the fine paints of Europe door wrong. Right. So, um, yeah, so it, 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 it's, it sells paint without even thinking about it. And right. again, um, and I, every now and then I think about how much paint I'm selling, but it really doesn't add to my bottom line because that's not in my structure. Right. But, but if you're a retailer and you're offering these services, that is in your structure. And that's really why I wanted, now we're at the part of the conversation that, that we had the other day that I really wanted retailers to hear is that this is an opportunity to perhaps, I'm not sure if you want to put some thought into it, perhaps make a little bit of a profit center in your design department. That would be up to you to decide, but it is definitely an opportunity to help sell paint. And that's why we are all here is to help right. sell paint. You had, yeah. If you have a color strategist on staff, if you have someone trained who understands the color data values, you become a destination at right. that point. Right. And trust me, it, you know, that's a lot of my clients come from referrals. And once they find that resource, it's like, mm -hmm. Hey, you know, <laughs> Mary gave me your, your, your link. Right. Do you think you have time to do my house? This is what I have going on. So referrals are a big deal. And once once people find a different solution to their color problems like this is, you'd be surprised how quickly um, the referrals start coming in. Right. And for a retailer uh, to have somebody that they can put up as an expert uh, on color and maybe do a little blogging on color once a month. These are things that that Google and the other search engines will notice when you post them on your website and they will bring traffic and that traffic will bring, uh, you know, more opportunity. And so these are the sort of things that dealers need to be focusing on now uh, to differentiate themselves from the other dealers in the market. Yeah, they have a different story to tell about color. They're not using the same old tired words over and over again. That's right. It is definitely a fresh, uh, a fresh perspective and fresh content. 
you know, that they go together, fresh perspective and fresh content. It goes together. Right. And like I said, it's, it's a way to stand out um, because everyone's basically saying the same thing because the whole undertones theory and that approach is the easiest way to go because you can't get it wrong because it's subjective. And so, right. you know, the truth is everybody's making it up as they go anyway with the right. undertones thing. Right. And so, but it's, even though everybody, everyone's making it up as they go, it still all sounds the same. Right. And so let's talk a little bit about uh, uh, if a retailer wanted uh, to take one or two or, or I mean, I know retailers that have six or seven designers on staff. If they wanted to uh, be involved in this Camp Chroma and, and do this training, what specifically is involved? You just sign up for the course. We send you a course kit in the mail. And, and that's at camp, any- campchroma.com, C-H-R-O-M-A, Camp Chroma. Dot com. You dot got com. it. Yep. Right. Yep. And when you sign up online, you get immediate access to the online course. And we send you a course kit with the hands-on exercises. And also a color muse is included in the kit. And um, that's it. And they just log on and they go through the lessons. It takes about 16 to 18 hours. We have a Facebook group, a private Facebook group, where we offer support throughout the class, as well as after the class. So you're not left hanging. Right. right? We just don't give you all this information, then you're off on your own. But um, all of my all of my students, I have a really high completion rate because people are so fascinated as they get deeper and deeper into the course because we answer all those questions that they've had forever and we connect all those dots. And so it is an investment. Like I said, it's an elite level. But How much it does it cost, Lori, to send one person through? It's $8.97. And... Um, it, it can help with retention. Um, I think it's a, a really good uh, solution for retention because, like I said, I have a lot of students who have worked in a paint store before, and a pain point for them has been training. Right. And it it was just really hard. It's 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 hard job to be a color consultant in a paint store because you're put on the spot. Right. All the time, and it's like you have to come up with a color answer like that. You know, right. at the snap of a finger. People expect you just to know, and it's like. Well, no, you just can't know that quickly. There's some analysis that goes on, but if they don't have the framework, the process to do that then, analysis quickly, yeah, right. Then it it's um, it, it you can get burned out quickly. Right, right. And so, really, for for nine hundred bucks, and is that is that per person or is there a license or how does that work? Like, if somebody had multiple, uh, it's a certification program for okay. the individual. So when the individual goes through the certification program, they are a certified color strategist. Right. And that I'm very specific about what a color strategist means, being certified as a color strategist means. It means that you understand color data values and you can apply that framework to specifying color. Well, that is really, really interesting. And I, I love the tie-in to the independent retailer here, Lori, because I really think that your program gives retailers an opportunity to do one of two things, both of which are positive. Uh, it can either train an employee properly to go out and turn that employee into a, an actual profit center. We're going to charge for this service. Uh, and the other, the other thing is, is a differentiator between you and, and the big box stores or, or other uh, retailers in your market that are selling paint that says, listen, we set ourselves up as the color experts. We do more than just call ourselves the color experts. This is how we do it. And we add this value and that, that will bring more paint sales. It sounds like. 
I, I believe it will. And especially right now with COVID and you can't get into people's houses, you can set right. up all kinds of different programs to lend out the color muse or deliver the color muse. If you're delivering paint anyway, right. drop it off and say, hey, take the measurements, send it back to the store. We'll get back to you with a color plan. What a great idea. Um, oh, that's what that's how we work. Yeah, yeah. that's how we've been doing it. And, and so um, if you're a dealer, you've got trucks all around the area anyway. So uh, right. a, a customer calls up and says they want to participate. Boom. One of your trucks just drops one of these in the mailbox, picks it up a week later, plugs it in, and you're good to go. Yeah, you can you can build a process around that. Absolutely. So you don't have to send somebody on site to see the space. Um, because of the way the devices work, they block, they, um, block out the ambient light. So it doesn't matter. We just need to get those data values for those important fixed finishes, and then we can go from there. And like I said, that's been my process pre-COVID anyway. And so when you know the lockdown happened, it's like nothing really changed here. We're right. still sending color muses. <laughs> They're still sending me the data. Right. We're still working virtually. The only difference is now you have more customers because there are more people Googling, how do I pick a color from my couch? Yeah, and it's interesting because a lot of my clients already own, a lot of my homeowners already own a Color Muse. Right. So that's something else you don't know. Right. Um, it's like, you have a Color Muse? Great, we can help you. We'll show you how to use that. Right. And this is how we can connect it to actually getting you the gallons of paint that you need to finish your project. Right. Well, Lori, I, I have to say this was, as it was the other day when we spoke, this was a really interesting conversation. And I really think that uh, retailers have... Uh, from this can can get some good ideas on ways to improve their business in in one of a couple of ways. So I'm really grateful for you taking the time out to to speak with me today. Well, thanks for inviting me. It's been great. I'm happy to talk color anytime. And and so Lori Sawaya of uh, Color Strategist at thelandofcolor.com. Uh, thank you very yeah. How about that? Uh, thank you very much for being with me today, and we'll speak to you soon. Thanks, Mark. So that's our episode for today. Thank you all for listening. This has been the Mark My Words podcast. I'm your host, Mark Lipton, and you can hear this podcast. You can like, subscribe, review this podcast at the Apple Podcast Store, SoundCloud, Blueberry, or on Stitcher.